It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Kansas City Chiefs have now lost two games in a row for the first time since September of 2021. Also, the Dallas Cowboys win a statement game over the Philadelphia Eagles, and Shohei Otani has a new home. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Kansas City Chiefs had won the game in one of the coolest ways you could ever see any team win the game. Travis Kelsey lateraling back to Kadarius Tony. It was the go-ahead touchdown. Until it wasn't. An offensive offsides penalty negated the game winner. The Chiefs unable to convert a fourth and 15. Patrick Mahomes, as hot as I have ever seen him after the game. And the Chiefs lose to the Bills 20-17. to Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs joins me now. And Ryan, a lot to dig into from this game. But let's start with just the play on the field, absent the penalties and the discussions after the game, all those things. What is... What is not clicking right now with this Chiefs offense? Because this is this is now we're we're you know 13 games into this thing. It is the thing that's not clicking is this wide receiver room. It comes down to the fact that the leading receiver in that room, the, the most reliable, the most uh dynamic, is a rookie who's still trying to figure it out. Rasheed Rice yeah. just passed Tyreek Hill on Andy Reid's list of rookie receiver yardage performances he is now in that echelon but he's still the most reliable guy they got and that's the problem they're trying to figure things out with some very athletic guys like Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore that just haven't been able to click they had to go to putting Kadarius Tony in the backfield tonight just to try to get some spark there the offensive line I think is doing uh, as well as it can be expected knowing that you changed out two tackles uh this year uh Rookie started at left tackle tonight for his first start. So the offensive line isn't the, the issue. Mahomes was pressing early in the year. I can't say that that's the issue tonight. This is probably his most succinct game of the season. It comes down to the fact that if you're not running the ball and you're not throwing into Travis Kelsey, it's a question mark. Yeah, and, and this was a question mark coming into the season. And, and I think for a lot of people, it was like, well, look at the, the guys that they had last year. It's not that different in terms of the reliability of the veterans. It's... Juju Smith-Schuster is the big difference, and I keep going, Juju Smith-Schuster can't mean that much to this offense, and yet I've had this conversation with your co-host, Chris Clark, and he's like, eh. like when you have a veteran, that can go a long way. Did the, did the Chiefs make a mistake in your estimation? Now, in retrospect, now 2020, of course, hindsight, in not doing more to find a veteran to fill in this offense. I was out front on, on Juju himself. I wanted him back this season specifically. Um, but yes, other than that, you could have gone out. But with the Chris Jones holdout and everything was up in, in turmoil, the cap was a, a consideration that wasn't really going to give you any relief. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot to be done. 
I think the problem was, is unlike last season, the veterans that you mentioned outside of Juju, Rasheed Rice, his role in terms of a physicality and a guy after the catch, a guy can go over in the middle, he actually is a replacement for Juju in a lot of those ways. The sure. difference was, is the downfield stretch that you had in Justin Watson and MVS turned drastically south is probably the best way I can put it for a PG rated show like this, but where you had some options last season and contribution, it just isn't there this year, whether it's drops, whether it's miscues, whatever you want to call it, it just isn't there. And that's the big difference. So the penalties, we have to talk about the penalties because Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes talked about the penalties. Uh, Andy Reed called it an embarrassment. He was offside. Like, I don't know what else to say. He was off. Like Kadarius Tony was offside on that last play. What do you make of all of this discussion after the game? Because to me, Ryan, it, it sounds like a team that knows that things are a little bit of a mess and they're, they're holding on to this one thing. Cause they're sort of like, where do we, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. Like what else do we do at this point? And, and that's a fair assumption from outside the building. I, I could understand how you would get to that point. Here's the situation that we found from the pool report after the, the case with the officiating crew, and that is that Canary's Tony asked for the check. It was not given an answer. So the play lit off without having been confirmed whether he was or wasn't, and that okay. is a ritual within this league that is generally accepted to be, mm -hmm. if you ask, you will be told, and you will have a chance to realign, and that didn't happen. Now, that is a post-fact excuse. That's fair. At the end of the day, your foot's the one on the line, and you ought to know where you are. And if you have to back up a foot off of the ball, you're still going to be able to run your route. And in particular, in this particular play, you had all the room you needed. It was not a concern. So, yes, you are responsible for your own alignment, but there is also this extenuating circumstance. The difference was that we've never seen Patrick Mahomes that hot, and you are absolutely right there. And I think rather than being something that shows this team in meltdown, the fact that it is – just the complete lack of any support that Patrick's had outside of Travis Kelsey this season mm. and a little bit of spark from Rasheed Rice to see him get that hot. I think that galvanizes the locker room rather than destroys it. I think this is something that will bounce back from as a group and everybody takes a little bit more personal responsibility, a little bit more accountability, which has been missing with Eric B enemy now uh, on the commander staff. I think that's what it needed. And I'm hoping that that can turn him around. Yeah, and and I think the one the one place we didn't see it directed from Andy Reid from Patrick Holmes is at Kadarius Tony. Directing it at the refs means you don't have to direct it at the person who, as you said, is really ultimately responsible for getting it right. And if you want to keep Kadarius Tony engaged, that's probably the best way to handle it. Ryan, thanks for the time. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We're well into the second half of the NFL season, and now is the best time to turn your sports knowledge into cash with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, more plus weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payout. There are two Monday night games tonight. FanDuel has the Dolphins 13.5-point favorites over the Titans in the AFC. The Packers 6-point favorites over the Giants in tonight's NFC game. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same game parlays a great way to enjoy watching sports, especially Dolphins-Titans. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Things are going from bad to worse in L.A. as the Chargers have now lost four of their last five. On top of that, star quarterback Justin Herbert may miss time with a broken finger on his throwing hand. Sunday was an absolute disaster for the Chargers who saw their season slip away and their star quarterback go down. This is Daniel Wade here from Locked On Chargers coming to you after the 24-7 loss to the Broncos. But the most important thing right now is the health of Justin Herbert who reportedly fractured his right index finger in this game and was unable to return, and it's unclear as of this point whether he can come back in 2023, but honestly, I don't think he should. At 5-8, and eight, the Chargers are out of the playoff race. The protection around Justin Herbert has been abysmal and gotten him beaten up all season long, and this one, he couldn't even toughen it out through. But I think this not only sheds a light around the protection, I think it sheds a light on the Chargers' inability to build a winning team around an obvious star quarterback. For the full game breakdown and everything else Chargers-related, make sure to check out the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It might be the end of the season for Justin Herbert. And by the time you're listening to this, it might be the end of the season, might be the end of the career for Brandon Staley in L.A. The Jacksonville Jaguars have found their kryptonite. Backup quarterbacks. First Jake Browning, now Joe Flacco. No, seriously. What is going on with the Jaguars' defense? The Jacksonville Jaguars lose again, and now they have really told you what they really truly are. I'm Tony Wiggins with the Locked On Jaguars podcast. The Jacksonville Jaguars fall 31-27 on the road at Cleveland. And Joe Flacco, that's right, Joe Flacco. This is the second week in a row the Jaguars' defense has given up more than 300 yards passing, a very high completion percentage to backup quarterbacks. Early in the week, my theme was they will tell you who they are and when they do believe them. The question is, does Shaq Khan believe them? Are you going to fall in love with the fact that they're still winning their division because other people lost? Are you going to look at it and say, well, they're 8-5, and five, this is a marked improvement from where we used to be? Or are you going to look at the reality and say, without certain changes, we can never, ever, ever be elite? That's a big question. And you can catch the answers this week on Locked on Jaguars. Make sure you check it out because it's your team every day. And we always thank you for making us your first listener. In fairness to the Jaguars, Joe Flacco. Elite. The Atlanta Falcons' mental errors caused them to not only give the game away against the Bucs, but the division lead as well. The Falcons blow another one. I'm Aaron Freeman with Locked On Falcons. It's the story of the Falcons' 2023 season. Missed opportunities once again rear their ugly head in their 29-25 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 14. The Falcons outgained the Bucs 443 yards to 290, but turnovers, a safety, missing open receivers in the red zone, and the most accurate active kicker in the NFL missing two field goals were just some of the missed opportunities they had on Sunday against the Bucs as the Falcons failed to take advantage of a very winnable game to maintain 
maintain control of their destiny in a tight NFC South race. They still have a shot to make the playoffs and win this division, but their margin for error is pretty much non-existent at this point. So for more coverage of this loss and what's still left at stake for the Falcons this season, follow Locked On Falcons, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LeBron James' son, Bronny James, made his college basketball debut this past weekend. The USC Trojans freshman suffered cardiac arrest in July and hadn't been cleared until recently. Bronny finished the game with four points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a chase down block that looked eerily familiar to his dad. The Minnesota Vikings' Murphy's Law season continues. Star wide receiver Justin Jefferson made his long-awaited return from injured reserve yesterday but didn't even finish the game before leaving with a chest injury. The Vikings also lost starting right tackle Brian O'Neill and running back Alexander Madison to injury on Sunday. The quarterback, the team benched journeyman sensation Joshua Dobbs in favor of Nick Mullins en route to a disgusting 3-0 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Here is another story you need to know. There were some out there who said, oh, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, the next big game that they win will be the first. Well, how about this? Sunday night football, the Cowboys go out and put the bang thing on the Philadelphia Eagles, a 33 to 13 beatdown, and they are right back, not just in the mix for the NFC East, but for the number one seed in the NFC playoff race. Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys joins me now. And Landon, this was the signature win that we always talk about in an MVP race for someone like Dak Prescott, at least to date, he was going to have to play at an MVP level if they're going to stay in the mix here. But why did this game play out so differently from the last time these two teams played? Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I think the last time you and I talked about the Cowboys and the Eagles, we talked about, you know, my confidence was that I felt like, you know, all the balls bounced the Eagles way the last yep. time. There was three fumbles that happened in that first game and the Eagles recovered all of them. And I think this time the, the luck turned the other way and the, all the balls were bounced the Cowboys way. Uh, and then three, on top of three that, three fumbles again. Yeah, three fumbles again. They all they all fell in the Cowboys' lap. And and I also think that that just where the momentum between these two teams are right now. Uh, you know, the Eagles are kind of flailing a little bit. They looked tired in the game. And, and to, to be fair, the Cowboys had a ten day rest on this. But it it just looks like two teams kind of crossing each other uh, uh, in the middle of a, a playoff run and, and going in opposite directions. And so in terms of things that you think are translatable moving forward, what did what did Dallas do in this game that you go, yes, in a playoff series or in a in a playoff run, this is going to be what they can hang their hat on, this thing that they did against Philly? Well, I, I mean, I think that they were able to kind of continually keep their foot on the on the neck of, of Philadelphia. I mean, I, I don't know that there was ever a point when the game was really in question. Even during the third quarter when things felt tighter, it was still a two-touchdown game, you know, for most of yeah. the game. So uh, I think the other thing, too, is that the defense really showed you uh, kind of playing back into form, especially against a tough tough team that was, you know, traditionally difficult to, to, to stop again, stop the run and difficult to kind of prevent from uh, converting, you know, keeping off the field because of they, their ability to convert fourth downs and shorts and third down and shorts. So the Cowboys kind of continued the blueprint, maybe laid down a little bit by the 49ers of making sure to keep them unsuccessful in the early downs. So they didn't have success late in, in the downs. Yeah. And, and the, the turnovers were a huge part of the game. Uh, we mentioned the three fumbles, um, you know, the, the Eagles still able to average over six yards per play in this one, but just not able to sustain anything because the mistakes kept adding up. The Cowboys now, they closed the season at Buffalo, at Miami, home for Detroit, and then at Washington. Okay, like Commanders, but <laughs> plenty of plenty of tough games left on the schedule. It's not like, okay, just beat the Eagles 
and you're gonna you're gonna sleepwalk to the NFC East crown here. I, I mentioned at the top, Dak Prescott. This was a huge win for him. What do you think this does for them moving forward in terms of the confidence that it imbues them with and the chance for Dak to go grab this MVP race by the scruff of its neck? Well, I think you mentioned it. Confidence is the big thing. And, and you're right. This is not the end of their work. This is the beginning. I mean, the Cowboys could win out all, all the way and still lose the NFC East crown to the, the, uh, the Eagles because of tiebreakers. So mm. they're going to need some help. But they also can can help themselves. And and look, the Eagles have the e easiest uh, schedule for the, re the remaining uh, rest of the season. The Cowboys <laughs> definitely don't. But I think getting getting an opportunity to to get road wins against teams like Buffalo, Miami, even though it doesn't help you in the conference standings, that you really need help to kind of advance uh, and potentially win in NFC East. It does help you. Uh, get the confidence that you need to go on the road and beat playoff caliber teams uh, in Buffalo and Miami. How does this, if at all, change the way that you view the Cowboys in the NFC hierarchy? Is it still San Francisco definitely number one and then we'll figure it out? Or or do you feel like, hey, why can't Dallas be the, the number one team in the conference or somewhere in between? You know, I, I think it puts, I think there's some un unknown there, you know, because I think the Cowboys are just such a different team than they were the last time they played San Francisco. So uh, I think, you know, they, 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 San Francisco put a beat down on the Eagles. We just put a beat down on the Eagles. So uh, I think, you know, we, we, there's tons of talk and there's going to be tons of talk until these two teams face each other again. Uh, but right now, I think it's safe to say that I feel like the Cowboys uh, and, and the 49ers are the two best teams in, in the NFC. The 90s in fashion are back. The 90s in the NFL are back. Let's do it. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cowboys on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Shohei Otani has signed the largest contract in North American sports history. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The LA Dodgers and baseball superstar Shohei Otani agreed to the largest contract in not just Major League Baseball history, but American sports history. Otani will make $700 million over the course of the 10-year deal. That's more than the two previous largest MLB contracts combined. Well, the numbers are obviously initially staggering, $700 million, you know, 10 years. And you're like, wow, uh, I guess that's what it took. And, you know, you can't get upset because in the end, it's not our money. And they got Otani. So, like, it could have been, you know, 800 mil, 900 mil. And, you know, I don't know if there would have been a number where I would have been like, well, you know, that's just the way it is. They got him, um, you know, if, if, assuming that they continue to build the team, you know, around them, which I would assume that they're going to do. Uh, and then we started getting more details and more details and everything else. And, you know, you're talking to people and it's just like, man, this is this is crazy. I, I remember, you know, you're not – quite a big basketball fan, but like, I remember when the Lakers got LeBron and that one, I woke up, I think from a nap and I had just seen that, you know, Lakers get LeBron. And it's similar to that feeling because, you know, one of the best players of all time, uh, you know, at least LeBron was at the time. Otani's one of the best players of all time. Like 
single season moments. Uh, you know, he still has a little bit of a resume to build out for maybe all, all time, but one of the most talented definitely of all time. And uh, like we talked about, we've seen a lot of stars roll around in L.A. the last few years, and uh, this is just another one to add to that. Yeah, I'm not into basketball. I'm old enough, though, unlike you, I'm old enough to remember when Shaq signed with the Lakers. That was a big deal, too. But, yeah, this is like even LeBron. I don't know. Like LeBron is an elite basketball player in the conference for best basketball player, basketball player of all time. But he doesn't transcend like what Otani does is literally unique. And, you know, it's uh, maybe not uh, as far as star power goes, uh, but, you know, it. Otani's just different. It's so, so cool. Um, like you said, 10 years, $700 million. We then got word that a lot of that money, most of the money is being deferred. Now we, we still don't know the specifics, but, uh, if, for example, if it was, uh, half the money deferred and the, the other, so $350 million paid, you know, 35 million a year for the 10 years. And then the other 350 million deferred over the next 35 years. So $10 million a year for those next 35 years. The reason, well, obviously that helps the Dodgers with cash flow, but it also helps with the collective bargaining, the, the, the competitive balance tax, luxury tax, because the luxury tax is based on the overall value of the contract. And that includes inflation for deferred money, which means that this $700 million contract for luxury tax purposes, if it was that 350 paid normally and the 350 paid over 35 years, basically it would, uh, it would end up having a value of roughly $504 million. What's bizarre and striking about this, especially if you're say an NFL fan is doesn't the NFL make way more money than major league baseball? Aren't the stars in the NFL much more famous, much more marketable than the stars in baseball? And so why is it that individual players in baseball are making so much more money that Otani would be making more money than Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes, at least in the U.S., is orders of magnitude more famous and more marketable? It doesn't make sense to the average person. It doesn't make sense to me, frankly, except in a way it does. And it does because, first of all, 53 guys on an NFL roster, that changes the equation. But the salary cap, it just functions so differently in the NFL than it does in baseball. If the baseball cap were the NFL cap, Patrick Mahomes would be making $70 $70 million a year. In fact, the quarterback money is not so different in terms of per year money than what Otani got. There will be a $70 million a year quarterback in the NFL probably within the next, certainly 10 years, but maybe five years. The top guys are already making 40, 45, 50. That's serious money compared to what it was, again, just five years ago. In the NFL, the cap keeps going up. The salary cap just works differently. And if it weren't constrained in the NFL like it is, then you would see these top guys making even more money. The same is true in basketball, where the top guys are so much more marketable. You can't tell me LeBron James is worth the same to the NBA, the same to the Lakers, as other players making the same amount of money. He's not. 
but the Lakers could only pay him so much. Baseball, they don't really care. And finally, the North Dakota State men's basketball team beat another college basketball team 108-14. to They beat Oak Hills Christian College. NDSU had three players. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Three players individually outscore Oak Hills. North Dakota State could have stopped scoring just five minutes and 29 seconds into the game when they took a 16-4 lead. They could have gone almost 35 minutes without a basket and won the game. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, who will walk away from the Monday night doubleheader with wins? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports Today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.